Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. <laughs> Welcome back to the game. Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, David G, and Travion Berklin. thought that was a DG poll I just made there. <laughs> Slash Elton John. That was awesome. Uh, Going to be joined by Oklahoma sideline reporter Andy Lindahl in just a moment. Uh, KSA Men's Basketball making a hiring to their staff. The new uh, Men's Basketball Director of Video and Analytics, Franklin Miss Kelly now joins the squad. Shout out to Franklin. Uh, don't know uh, many young people anymore with the name Franklin. Haven't heard that one in a while. Right, old school, like that. I also remember the uh, the Nick Junior show. Franklin, he was a turtle. <laughs> I don't remember. You don't what remember was that? Show? What was it called? Franklin. Franklin was on uh, Nickelodeon. Or Nick Jr. I mean, Nickelodeon, but... He yeah. had a little ball cap, didn't he? Yes, he did. Yeah, that Red dude. ball cap. He loves soccer, I think. Yeah. Uh, let's see. It uh, started airing in 97. Uh-huh. So I would have been seven. Yeah, I was in seventh grade. I was definitely not rocking with Franklin, dude. I would have been roasted at Dwight D. Eisenhower here in Manhattan, dude. I would have been... I would have signed my own death sentence. You sure would. I'd have been the Klyovkov of Eisenhower Middle School. You know, I thought it was a gamble uh, to watch Power Rangers when I was in when I was in first grade. Really? Usually that was pre-grade school to watch Power Rangers. Damn, dude. No way. That's hardcore. Franklin was on for six seasons, only 78 episodes. Hmm. I, I only did 13 episodes of a season. I felt like that's kind of a low number. Hold, uh, put that in the old back pocket and bust that out on him. Go, hey, Miss Kelly, were you named after Franklin the uh, the, the turtle? turtle? He'll go, please don't speak to he me. He might, you know, looking at he seems like a pretty young guy. You know, he may have been a, a born around that time. <laughs> I mean, you never know. Yeah, and you know, I don't know. We had like, we had what two years ago, or was it last year? Mason with the McRib question. Like you come in with the Franklin question. Just keep it kind of rolling, you know. It'll never be, <laughs> it, it, never have a same interview like that. <laughs> if you're bringing up the McRib and Franklin from Nick Jr., <laughs> might throw that in for uh, uh, Meet the Wildcats for Powercat Game Day. Did you ever? What was your Nick Jr. show? Ooh, oh boy. Blues Clues, Franklin, Little Bear. What Ooh, did you watch back in the day? Dude, that's a great question. Uh, a little bit of a. I don't know if I'd call it a brag, but I just wanted to throw out here, today's my 11th anniversary here at the radio station. Hey! Been here 11 years, and I've been wow. on the show now for uh, nine. Wow. Nine years. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you, thank mm-hmm. you. All right, let's get to our guest. Uh, I want to thank Troy for setting this up. He is, the uh, for over two decades now, the Colorado sideline reporter for the Colorado Buffaloes. His name is Andy Lindahl, who also does sports radio in Denver. He's been doing that for a long time as well. Andy, to kick things off, I just want to know your reaction and also if you've been getting any fan reaction. Colorado 
moving back to the Big 12? Well, um, you know, it, it's been interesting, Mitch. I mean, this has been kicked around banging about for a while because, as you well know, the Pac-12, like, let's just go through the whole Pac-12 experience. If you would have told me the Pac-12 was never going to figure out how to get a good TV deal with the L.A. market inside its own conference, um, and that's really what, you know, like you said, that's what spurred all this. What That's what's caused change. Um, I, I never would have guessed it. I, I know a lot of Colorado fans are very excited that the Big 12 is where they're heading back to. I think for some of them, it's memories. Because, um, you know, let's be honest, fans probably don't care, even though I think the money, the money is going to be a huge deal for that athletic department. But... Colorado fans are excited about it. If you're asking my opinion, like, I didn't mind the Pac-12. I will tell you, you know, Mitch, you may remember, I've been trying to remind some Colorado fans who want to paint my phone as the biggest idiot ever, and I that's fine. It didn't work out, you know, moving to the Pac-12 as far as competitive action for them. But when Colorado decided to go back or go to the Pac-12, the Texas schools were talking about getting the old Southwestern Athletic Conference, the SWAC back. They were going to bring in TCU, who was not in the Big 12 at the time. And I think it was SAU. They were going to add a couple Texas schools. And, you know, Colorado basically jumped before they got kicked out. And so for that reason, I still think Mike Bone made a good decision. So they didn't get left with, with nothing. Now, it's been a disaster competitively for Colorado. But, you know, I don't know how much. Until he gets a better talent, I don't care what conference they reside in. You know, they've struggled with the San Diego States and the Air Forces, which would suggest that even the Mountain West maybe wasn't the spot for them. So it's been a bit of a ride. I, I hope that the talent will come back where they can actually be competitive in a big conference again. But, you know, to be honest with you, Mitch, I would ask you as just a college football fan, how attractive is the Big 12 ultimately going to be once Texas and Oklahoma say hasta la vista for the SEC? You know, so... Colorado fans can be excited about this, but it's not like they're going back to the conference they once have known. Uh, Texas and Oklahoma will be gone, and Nebraska's been in the Big Ten almost as long as Colorado's been in the Pac-12. So for me, quite honestly, I mean, it's a good move financially for the school, which hopefully leads to more competitive football in particular. But as far as getting psyched up for the teams you're going to play every week, Kansas and K-State and Oklahoma State, I, I can't tell you it's really popping my needle. What was your reaction reaction to George Klyovkov at Pac-12 Media Days and the blunder that he had towards the end of the press conference? Um, I don't think they have a deal. I, I don't want to say anybody's misleading us, right? Um, I'm not trying to level that heavy an accusation. But let's be honest about it, Mitch. If they knew what the TV numbers were going to be, if they knew the money that they could give each school, they would have told them, right? Everybody descended upon Ma- uh, Pac-12 Media Day trying to figure out if this conference was going to stay together. Deion Sanders didn't even show up. Now, obviously, he had medical reasons for that, but you don't even Zoom call it somehow, you know? It kind of felt like everybody in that in, in that conference, to me, knew that this thing is on very unstable footing. I think a lot of the schools wanted to know, what's our per, per school number going to be for this right skill you keep bragging about? I still want to know what the Oregon person was. It the Oregon AD that was bragging about it, or coach was saying it's going to be great, and everyone's going to is not going to be able to believe how much money we're making per school. All right, well we're still waiting. I just think Klyakov. I, look, I give him credit for not lying to us. I guess as far as making up a number or whatever, but you know you knew you were in disaster. 
it is going to be all about per school money. And, and not only, I do think, you know, we saw this with the NHL once upon a time where they left for ESPN and then they went to Versus and then Versus became, you know, the NHL and NBC and all this other, or NBC Sports or whatever the heck it all went through. But the bottom line was the league's exposure was never the same. Basically, the Pac-12 has already gone through a little of that by never being on DirecTV. I'm a DirecTV customer. I've never been able to watch the Buffs the entire time they've been in the Pac-12 <laughs> from my home. Uh, that was a disaster. And now it sounded like none of the big networks wanted to dance with this league. Uh, because, look, we well know, especially with them losing the, the L.A. markets, I, I mean, I can tell you from time and time again, I worked with Ed McCaffrey while his you know, while Christian was at Stanford and he was going through while he was going through the Heisman campaign. And Ed had guys, voters out east, just flat admitting, we don't stay up late to watch you. He's he's on way too late. We're not watching West Coast football. So I think, you know, that's that's still a prevailing thought. So you knew that Fox and, and I think even ESPN weren't getting totally excited to jump in there and put those games on at eight o'clock necessarily anymore. I don't know. It's just been a disaster from the beginning. I think that Klyovkov tried to hold his cards as close to the best as he could. But at the end of the day, I think the schools knew that the number wasn't going to be good. I mean, I was under the impression from a couple of people that I talked to that they basically told him it better be a number that doesn't have a two in front of it, <laughs> meaning it better be a 30 million something kind of number or we're not going to be interested. And I don't I think he probably knew he didn't have that or else he would have told us. Right. He would have told us. They had no reason to hide the number, and they still not revealed the number. Andy, you mentioned Deion Sanders, and it's no secret. He would be a fan of this move. He wants to really attack the Texas recruiting. How much do you think of an impact Deion Sanders made in this move for Colorado? You know, Mitch, I had the exact same question, and I thought the same thing you did, because as we know, we know where his roots are with recruiting, as you mentioned there. So I asked somebody that I trust, and they said this was a this was this was simply Rick George. This was more Rick George and less Deion Sanders. Now, I think you and I both know Deion's not going to be upset because look, the great Colorado teams they had a California footprint, but they had a very heavy Texas footprint. They've not had a very heavy Texas footprint since they went to the Pac-12. And, and look, they subsequently not frankly had a lot of Pac-12 level talent because of it. I think it is a good move from that standpoint, whether Deion heavily influenced it or not. You know, I do think Rick George. I do think he, he, you know, the word is he may retire in a couple, three years, four years, whatever it may be. And I did think, I do think he knew he had to make a move to make sure they were in a more viable football conference before his time was up. The invitation was there. The opening was there. So I do think Rick George took it. And I don't think Dion's upset about it. As it was said to me, this was all Rick George. This wasn't totally Dion influenced. But honestly, Mitch, you said it there. I think we all know uh, if Dion didn't like it, Let's be honest, they would have done it, right? This has been Dion's show from day one. Um, so I do think probably Coach Prime's excited. Mitch, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. How sexy is the Big 12 without those two major schools we talked about leaving, though? Because to be honest with you, Mitch, I'm not so sure. Like, I think Colorado it's a good move for now, but I think it still has to be a good move for now. If you want to be relevant in college football, I think you've got to be in the Big 10 or the SEC, period. And I think Colorado still has to probably find its way to the Big Ten, which it's been rumored they had a couple flirtations, but nothing serious. 
Oh, man, Andy, how much time you got to talk about competitiveness and where things are heading? I mean, there's so many layers to look at it. I think it's very important to remember that the college football playoff expands in 2024 to 12 teams. The Big 12 is always going to have a seat at the table. It just depends year in and year out how good the Big 12 is and how many seats they're going to have in that 12-team field. The sexiness of the conference is an interesting point. You can't replace the logos, I guess, the reputations of the Oklahomas and the Texases, unless you were to add a university like Oregon. But I think it's important to bring up Brett Yormark's goal with the Big 12, one of the goals. It's not just to have one or two teams as you know the most recognizable logos and be the most overrated teams in college football every year. It's about making the whole conference a coast-to-coast brand. Yormark wants to make sure the conference is younger and hipper and be appealing to a younger audience. And if you're looking at rivalries and eyeballs on particular games, yeah, I'm sure the Big 12 would be hurt just a little bit by Oklahoma and Texas leaving and some rivalries going out the door with it. Colorado's got a proud history against K-State and a proud history against Kansas, and or at least they did. I mean, I was with the team the last year they were in the Big 12, and both Kansas State. Matter of fact, Kansas, is that was the game that got Dan Hawkins fired. He refused to run the football. He was trying to get his son the record and throwing the football all over the place. And Kansas came back at a historical comeback, I believe, and ended up beating Colorado. Um, I, I just They've got to get competitive again. I understand what you're, it is good to have a younger angled marketing because the Pac-12 has had no marketing. You know? uh, for a conference, like the Pac-12 to me was always a big deal, and that was part of the connection to the Rose Bowl. We all know the traditional bowl games aren't the same anymore. Uh, I just think ultimately – I just am really curious, five years from now, do we have more than, I think ultimately the Big Ten and the SEC will be like the AFC and the NFC. The networks will put these things together, and I think if you're not in that group, you probably won't be playing big boy football. And so I'm curious to see, do they go 24 teams each, 30 teams each, you know, an east-west division for each? I just think a lot of the movement is still yet to happen. I mean, Mitch, you and I keep seeing this, and we also know the TV factor in this. I just and look from what I've heard, the money from the Big Twelve is going to be outstanding. This yeah. will be a boon and a necessary boon for Colorado financially. Um, like I, I think I don't think Colorado, frankly, could even afford to stay in the Pac twelve much longer. I don't know how much how much longer many of the Pac twelve schools can stay in the Pac twelve money-wise, if they're not going to have a great TV deal because of all the NIL stuff. So I think the money's there. I think you're right. I just think until we get some some the lawlessness, I guess you'd say, when you talk to coaches out of some of the NIL, I just wonder how much we move more and more towards these guys just being true, paid, like student employees of the school to play football. I think the day of the student-athlete's gone. I just I just think there's still a lot more of the evolution of this game to come. Andy Lindahl is our guest here on the game. He is the sideline reporter for the Colorado Buffaloes. So now looking at today and looking at this week, over the weekend, there's been so many rumors flying around just about everybody other than, of course, Cal Stanford, uh, Oregon State, and Washington State. Nothing is for sure yet. Still yet to be seen who still get a jump as the Big 12 says they want to get to 14. Do you think at the end of the day the Pac-12 is going to survive this? I don't think so. I mean, because I think the other conferences are going to come. And look, you and I know there's some, still some sexy brands, and and I keep hearing a rumor there's another there's another Pac-12 school to join the Big 12, and I wonder if that's Arizona or Arizona State, you know, or maybe even Utah. I mean, Utah is a power now. Anybody that wants to invite Utah to their conference, you know, I think we all know that being in this area, right? Anybody that wants to invite Utah, you better understand you're, you're inviting the bully into your house. But I think I just think the Pac-12, like if Klyovkov had a good number, 
then he would have not only said it to keep Colorado and his member schools around, he would have said it to other schools like San Diego State probably would have wanted to join. I mean, what? I, don't we read in, Mitch, to me, all I have to know is that, that San Diego State decided they were better off in the Mountain West to know that whatever vibe is going on around you internally, for those in the know, must not be good because San Diego State didn't want to jump to your conference. That was unheard. See, people have been trying to talk about San Diego State getting in that conference for years. Yeah, and now it's at the point where you're now into July, and now that exit fee has doubled, and they're not going to be able to afford that. I just think people know the Pac-12 is in, in real trouble, and it's because you don't have a TV sponsor. Yeah. Look, you and I work in the media, Mitch, right? I tell people all the time, TV is running sports. They're the ones, let's go to the NFL. What's the salary cap? The salary cap is the division of all those billions of dollars per team that you get for the TV contracts so the owners aren't even have to make the money to pay the players. And now TV, because there's no strong commissioner, the NCAA is, is just a complete non-factor to the point, I don't know if you've laughed like I have, I laugh every time I see, oh, the NCAA is trying to negotiate, in air quotes, a suspension with Jim Harbaugh because <laughs> they know they're a powerless organization with no teeth. I mean, come on, we don't have anybody running this thing except commissioners and TV executives. And you know what? By the time you maybe, by the time you maybe elect like a a grand czar of college football, I think the landscape will have settled itself. And I don't, I like you know, you needed this stuff years ago when everybody says that in, that the NCAA had a chance to fix fix this. You could have shared this college football money as the TV deals got bigger and bigger for the bowl championship series, but you refused to do it. So here we are, everyone striking out on their own, finding their own gold, and you don't control the West anymore. Andy, to wrap up, you've been a longtime sideline reporter for for the Colorado Buffaloes. You remember the old Big 12 days uh, in the 2000s. Is there anything about those old Big 12 days that you're now happy with being in back in the Big 12 that you'll be able to experience again? And anything from the Pac-12 that you're going to miss? From a travel standpoint, from a broadcasting standpoint, the University of Washington, UCLA, Stanford, USC, those are some beautiful campuses. And, you know, I didn't mind Manhattan, Kansas. Uh, as far as just the selfish road trips, no big deal. From the matchups, I'll be honest with you, I guess, Mitch, how about I explain it this way? I wish I could give you a sexier go-team answer, but to be honest with you, I just need to see some competitive football. Between the Broncos, which I also spent time on the sidelines <laughs> with them, between them and the Buffs, man, it has been a bad run of football. And there have been a lot of Saturdays, unfortunately, where I've been left internally asking myself quietly, what am I watching? This is just brutal. Like, not even, you know, the Broncos, not able to pick up first downs. CU, CU's offense has just been, we're in the golden era of touchdowns, and they can't even protect a quarterback to sustain drives. The stuff I've watched in Boulder the last two years has been so disappointing, uh, so stunning in how bad it is, that unfortunately, Mitch, I just I just want to watch a good football. You know, I just want some competitive football. And I'm not even sure, you know, like, I, Dion needs some time. I know there's a lot of excitement, and, I, and a positive Coach Prime is going to bring in some exciting players for Buffs fans to watch. But I don't think it's going to happen right away. I mean, you know, from what I understand, the Lions are still going to be something to watch, to monitor. they got a lot of great skill talent, but... If you don't have lines, and I've seen it both at college and pro level the last multiple years, if you cannot protect your quarterback, I don't care who's running the routes or trying to cover the receivers. you got to be able to 
protect your quarterback, and you've got to be able to get to the quarterback. And CU's not been able to do either. So I just right now would take competitive football, Mitch, and it's just been absolutely brutal, brutal since the mid-2010s uh, or whatever. Well, if no kidding. I mean, if I was alive in the 80s for K-State football, I would be able to relate and understand what you went through. But, yeah, 1-11 is about as rough as it gets. All right, Andy, I'll let you go. I know you got a radio show to get to, so thank you for your time, and I'm sure we'll be talking to you down the road. Thank you, Mitch. Once again, Andy Linhall, longtime Colorado sideline reporter for the Buffs. Is that the same Andy you remember, Troy? Absolutely. Andy's stellar. He's a great guy, and uh, it was good to catch up with him. If you can tell, that was recorded earlier, and uh, that was also before the news started to get out that uh, George Klyovkov is uh, ready to tell the Pac-12 in the world of this new media rights deal that uh, could be announced in the next 48 hours. And also sounds like uh, maybe Arizona might be organizing Mm -hmm. now a meeting Mm -hmm. uh, to take place here very soon. But also, I mean, off the air, I mean, Andy and I, we talked probably for another 20 minutes (laughs) just about (laughs) the landscape of college football. What's the future of the Big 12? And I was saying, hey, man, this uh, Brett Yormont guy, we, we, we got... You know, schools now all around the country joining up to the Big 12. We got Mexico. It's not too long. We're going to get Canada. Right. Watch hockey become a bigger deal in the Big 12. That'd be awesome. um, Yeah, okay. That one's going to take a little work. All right, when we come back, let's get to uh, (laughs) – so I guess the latest on – because I guess we're getting some numbers now on what this uh, new deal for the Pac-12 could be. And uh, this meeting for Arizona. Coming up next, the game. Boy, uh, MLB trade deadline. Aren't we there? We're there, aren't we? Yeah, trade deadline. Trade deadline coming up uh, tomorrow, yeah. Is it tomorrow? Tomorrow afternoon. Are the Royals going to make any more deals? Are they done with Nicky Lopez? Hopefully they make another really stupid, dumb trade. I'm really hoping. I'm hoping that uh, maybe they can, like, give up maybe Salvador for some other guy who they could have got for cash like a week ago. That'd be awesome. Yeah, uh, Salvi, uh, you could at least get 500,000 cash cash considerations. Bucket of balls. Maybe, and a, maybe, a, maybe yeah. a single A pitcher. Don't, don't, yeah. don't do a Nolan Arenado from the Rockies to the Cardinals mess for crying out loud. Do not do that to me. I already lived through that one time. Yeah, talking before the show, Troy was not happy about the Nicky Lopez trade. You unload a guy who, as we noted the stats, yes, he's struggled this year in terms of his average, but he's solid and can play one of three positions for you. That flexibility is nice, given the building of your franchise right now. You get him for a guy who was DFA'd a week ago by the Texas Rangers, gets sent to Atlanta for cash, makes one appearance in Atlanta, then you trade Nicky Lopez for him? And then he, he got kind of blown up in that one appearance, yes. too. Uh-huh. He, a, he pitched like one inning, gave up four runs and a home run. Oh, my God. Terrible. Like, it's <laughs> like, like you could have had him. Let me and, do the math there. You could have had him and still traded Nicky Lopez for somebody else. Right. That's how. So he has a career 36 ERA? No, <laughs> no. He's been around, he's but been around. Uh, it's. He's, oh, has he's he? two years older, I thought. I, than an Nicky. ERA of five, and they've sent him down to AAA. It's bad. It's just it's bad. just an awful I, move. I, just, I read somewhere that they're like, 
it was nearly impossible to make like to make a mistake trading Nicky Lopez, but the the Royals still did. made the stupid mistake. The, the guy is a valuable part. You yeah. completely botched it. Yeah. it it's Man. unreal. And and I joked, uh, Royals fans of a certain vintage will understand this. And I joked on on X that essentially it's the second worst trade ever by the Royals involving a player in return named Hearn. They traded David Cohn for Ed Hearn back in 1988. Ooh. I don't remember that trade. Be glad you don't. <laughs> because David Cohn went on to be stellar for the Mets, and Ed Hearn wasn't with the Royals for a full season. Was this was a trade? Did it go through before or after yesterday's after, final? After yesterday's oh, game. Way, way to cap off... A sweep. Way to cap off the fact, by the way, that your boy was the one who scored the run. Lopez came in from third, from second on the on the double. The anyway, yeah. Well, and it was Bobby Wood Jr. Didn't he have just a hell of a weekend? Like he had nine hits. The the monster uh, the walk off grand slam monster. monster weekend. You finally get a sweep. It's like, isn't it like it's the first or the second sweep of the season? Is it the second? First. Is it the first? First sweep oh of the season, and then you make one of the most boneheaded trades in the franchise has seen in years. Front office is a disaster. An absolute disaster. That's what so I was saying maddening. with Mason like a month ago. I was like, you know, I was like, the trade deadline's coming up. Probably should have traded Salvi a couple of years ago. You got a couple of guys you could probably get rid of, just kind of hit the reset button. It's like, well, but do we actually trust these people to make good trades? No. Well, not really. Uh-huh, right? Not exactly. Really. Here we are again. Pretty tough spot. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, uh, boy, George Klyovkov, the Royals of uh, <laughs> college football, college <laughs> athletics, I guess. Uh, okay, so news is getting out there now. Uh, first of all, I guess we'll get to Arizona. Arizona has now scheduled a Board of Regents meeting for tomorrow. The schedule has not been published. We don't know what they're officially talking about, but of course the rumors are they're going to discuss a move to the Big 12, but that's not for sure. Just the rumors out there. What we do know for sure is there's going to be a meeting. Just the subject of the meeting is rumors. You know, that's, <laughs> that's like, conference uh, realignment. It's rumors. Actually, that we don't have a deal yet, but I'll tell you what, guys. Let's, uh, let's just meet up and talk, shop. Anybody got any ideas? They're trying to figure out how to stop the melting of cars <laughs> in Tucson. <laughs> the parking meters are melting. Oh, Gotta have to oh. buy new parking meters. All right. Um, and then, so, bring up this guy again, Jason Shear, who uh, is 24-7 sports writer for the Arizona Wildcats, um, has also put out some info about what this new – Media rights deal for the Pac-12 could look like as George Klyovkov, next 48 hours, is supposed to have this big announcement, which it's been reported now it's going to be tomorrow. And it's, boy, I told you, this is not going to be a good deal. This is going to be a very disappointing number. Yeah, And it's now been reported by multiple people that we're looking at majority Apple streaming with a little bit of ESPN mixed in. 20 million per school. Oof. 20 million per school. And oh, by the way, that little bit of ESPN is pre- predominantly going to be 
Pac-12 after dark. For sure. I mean, you got so you, it's you not going to even matter to the East Coast. See, and that's where I'm like, I, I wish I could call Andy back, and I go, I know coming to Manhattan and coming to Ames, traveling to Lubbock doesn't sound that great. But does being on Apple streaming and getting twenty million bucks does that sound good? Because well, that's the alternative. It sounds like now they, if they get Apple, at least it'll be available in Boulder, Colorado, to watch Colorado football games. Right. <laughs> <laughs> because the number one issue, Pac-12 Network, forget about it. See, man, it's like I get it. It's not sexy, but it's. I, I think it's. Hotter than hell compared to what you had the alternative? Like, Let's be perfectly honest. When you look at locations in the Pac-12, yes, you had L.A. But tell me, where else in the Southeastern Conference would you say even that those teams... Yeah, if you're Colorado and you're looking at that, are you going to feel any better about going to... Okay. Starkville? Let me just... Starkville. I mean, you know, okay, what about, let, let's put the Big 12 up against the SEC in terms of locations, East, my friend. East Lansing. I just, think there. Of, I just think of East Lansing as a, like a bunch of factories and stuff, and then there's the school, right? I mean, like, come on, man. The, loca- the location, no, you're not going to beat some of the views, no. And with Texas and Oklahoma being out, yeah, it's like for sure – a different looking Big 12, but it's like the alternative that you had facing you is total irrelevance. Well, and I'm totally hearing you. Like, if you're disappointed about the mood of the Big 12 because it's uglier places to go, I mean, I don't necessarily de- disagree with that. I mean, first of all, I mean, USC, UCLA are the leaving, so you're not going to LA anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, they got beaches and nice weather, and the price is right, and the Hollywood Walk of Fame, they, you know, they got everything. Yeah. They, they got all the stars. Yeah, for sure. But you're not going there anymore. Big no. Ten's going there now. But you have warm Tucson, Arizona. You got warm Phoenix, Arizona, or Tempe. Um, you have warm, you know, most of the year. Palo Alto, Berkeley. Uh, not really any snow in the Portland area. It can get kind of chilly up in uh, Seattle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Better weather, I guess, year-round for Pac-12 country. Like, totally. But we're talking about irrelevant. I mean, you know, the Big 12 will stay relevant. And that's the pro- that's that's the key, and that's like the whole drive is to stay relevant. Whatever the Pac-9 or 8, whatever it ends up being, will not be relevant. And again, when you look at the missteps that have been made along the way, just in the aspect of the last five years that could have changed the face of the Pac-12. I mean, it's not exactly like Houston and BYU and, say, TCU weren't available if the Pac-12 wanted to make a move towards that. A thousand percent. If if those were teams that they wanted to add. Mm -hmm. Just to, to give themselves a Texas footprint you know you add tcu you add houston so you've got dallas fort worth you've got houston you pick off byu who we all understand is a is a media draw given what they were able to even accomplish with an independent schedule in espn could have added those to the Mm pac-12 with the right offers Mm -hmm. nope nope president saw no reason to saw oh wait 
Never mind, that's almost like the Big 12 and how it approached expansion with Texas, saying, nope, no, we're, we don't want to expand. Man, if you think college football, college athletic social media, you know, the last week has been entertaining, either from mocking, making fun of the Pac-12, making for, fun of George Klyovkov for his blunder at Pac-12 Media Day, give it another 24 to 30-ish hours and let them roll out what apparently they have as a deal for everybody. And again, sure, they have a deal and it's something, but at this point, we we have the rumors. There's no way. I mean, there's no way there's a deal that could have been made in the last five days that no. is going to make the Pac-12 happy. It's going to be, and this is just my prediction. I'm sure a lot of people have it as well. This is going to be a disaster. And you could see the burning down of the Pac-12. The flame has already been lit, but now does it become so bad that you can't save it? Mm-hmm. You're just now watching the fire burn down the house. Mm-hmm. You just can't save it any longer. Mm-hmm. Does that start tomorrow? I think it definitely could. I wish that there would have been a way that the Pac-12, the Big 12, and the ACC could have like all combined up and said like, "Let's do something." Oh, like don't that. get me started on the alliance. I want an alliance. <laughs> I want to do the like scheduling alliance. Two, Look two, out! Here it, comes Jeff Probst. It, let's go. Oh man, have like vote outs and stuff. You know. Oh no! Write Kansas State's name down. Get him out of there. Oh, that's that, that was my bit when John was still hosting because the alliance thing between the Pac-12, Big Ten, ACC came up. Yeah, I was like this line. This reminds me of Survivor. So every time that topic came up, I played the Survivor Ooh, thing. Oh yeah! And then I'm like, listen. I was like, John, do you know how these alliances work in Survivor? Yeah. It always doesn't work. No, there is always burned. somebody that turns, yeah. and it ruins the alliance. Yeah. I love people that— Nice was, job, Kevin Warren. Yeah. <laughs> Big Ten ruined it. I love when people start an alliance and then immediately turn around and backstab that person. You know, I, yeah. I, I think that's the best. There's always a backstabbing t- for yourself to get further in the game. you got to yeah. leave somebody behind. Yeah. Big Ten was that. What was that? over? A year and a half ago now? Yes. Yeah. Russell it's been a while. Him. He got Russell Hanced. Oregon and Washington. Mm. It, it still cracks me up Friday. Someone pointed out that uh, in each of the last three ACC Media Day events, conference expansion has happened. <laughs> They're like, Stop having yours last. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should get aggressive and have your Media Day first. No doubt. Oh, have my. ours in May. Golly. All right. I suppose we'll take a listen. Boy, this this week is just getting started with conference realignment. We are not even close to being done. We await now what it seems like an announcement from Arizona. Could that be coming in the next day or two? Plus, this media rights deal, I, I, I'm more interested about that than I am who's the next Big 12 school. I know. To be honest with Me you. Too. Well, it's like it's it's local news drama. Mm-hmm. You're putting the drama in front of the happiness. Well, the Big 12 is right now in a pretty happy spot right now. That's not interesting. No. Very little drama on that side. They're making the moves. They're putting all the drama on the Pac-12. We're way more interested to see, is this just going to be a campfire or is this about to be an inferno? <laughs> the Pac-12 is going to have here in about 24 to 30 hours. Oh boy. Let's take a break, and when we come back, number one song, Ask Us Anything, after these words. What do you hate about road trips? The time. Like the time it A takes lot of driving go. by nothing? 
You know, I heard uh, the best one I heard our old friend Dan Halen when you go to like a truck stop or gas station and they don't have one of those fountains that have the, the different flavors and oh, stuff. Yeah. Like, what right. the? Come but on, you know what? Dude. I know. There's been people out there like Bill Walton calling the Big 12 a truck stop conference. I like truck stops. Me too. They have some of the best diners you'll find in America, and they have the best DVD bundles. <laughs> Listen, yeah. if it, if you're afraid of it being a truck stop conference, just send them to Serves and Hayes. That's right. And hey, <laughs> I thought that the Grateful Dead had a song, Keep on drugging. Come on, man. Shut up, Bill Walton. For Trey. Troy, Deej, I'm Mitch. We're back tomorrow. Go Cats.